Hey listeners and welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the pod then we hope you enjoy today's episode. But what is this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the Surf Coast in Australia. Why do we do it? We think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. We hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast brought to you by Stonka in Torquay. Welcome to episode number 55 of the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hucker, joined today by co-host Jess Hucker. Welcome, Jess. Thanks, Ben. Very exciting episode today because it's our first episode inside Stonka Studios in Baines Crescent, Torquay. And with us, we have some fellow podcasters, Rob and Locke from the Funny Business Podcast. Welcome. This is just an unreal setup, first of all. Thank you so much for having us here, and the studio is looking awesome. We're pretty jealous. I feel like we had to walk past our... We handed back the keys to our place on Baines Crescent last week, and walking down into the studio here and seeing your setup, I think Locke and I are a bit green with envy. Well, you're saying you, you shape some surfboards and stuff, and Rob's just looking at yeah. the racks, and he's just... Well, I'm looking around just thinking, well, what might have been with my life? You know? <laughs> <laughs> chosen a different path. I like this. Well, that's a good start. So we've made you envious already, but uh, we're envious of your... I think it's half a million plus downloads. So do you just want to give us a rundown of how you got to that point and what your podcast is all about. Do you want to kick it off, Locke? Uh, we, well, we started the podcast, the Funny Business Podcast, around the same time you guys did. I think it was like April 20th, uh, 2020, I think we launched. So around the I reckon same we time. started the 23rd. Yeah, there so, you go. So around the same time. Very close. Yeah, yeah, very close. So I don't know. We were lucky enough because we lived together. Rob and I lived together uh, when we first moved out of home, really, put our big boy pants on and, yeah. uh, yeah, we had to do the washing at home and do all the cooking and cleaning. We're like, this is life now. So we had a couple of business. We tried a few different things before and we started the slides business. So we made like Australia's first slides. That was, our, that was our claim to fame. Slides. Yeah. 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 Slip on sandals, socks and so- socks oh, really? and slides. Yeah. We rocked that for a while. and Co. It was called. So we still got Instagram if you want to go stalk that. But... One box left to stock. So we, we did that for yeah. a while. We tried to do a few other like content businesses and social media stuff where, uh, I was going to those like cafes and stuff and helping them with like social media strategy photography and stuff but yep so yeah. socials content and, and that was sort of cool but i guess Locke and i had already sort of tinkered around how to play with things as he mentioned like we lived together um he's now still part of the tiles and my wife em we all lived in as four of us in, in a share houses moving around a couple we of shared times. a bedroom it was crazy it was, it was, <laughs> so before we started something we had very much of like we'd lived in each other's back pockets so we, yeah. we, we wanted to do something to keep trying and this pod started for us like Funny Business Podcast is what it sounds like. It's a bit of about business. It's a bit funny, but it's like a lighthearted take on serious topics. I feel like we've, it's probably the best way to put us in our little niche categories. Like people get access to information that's usually with people who talk with white papers and on yeah. presentations, and we get them in there and we get them, lot gets them feeling a little bit comfortable where they might swear in it, and he feels happy if he gets anyone that comes out. It's a bit stiff and boring to swear. But our, <laughs> but our format changed. Like at the start, it was like one guest episode, and then it was two guest episodes a week. And I think we had a little bit of imposter syndrome around, like, we were never going to do our own show and just talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were just like, oh, let's talk to interesting people and broadcast that. But I think about after, was it seven months, eight months, or something like that, we decided to mm. go five days a week. And we were just like, yeah, let's just balls to the wall. Let's just do this. Hectic, but yeah. Is that where the the downloads came from? Just doing more content or was it just a bit of both? You kind of worked it out. You worked what clicked and you did more of that. Well, just because we had, we did episodes. We played around. For us, like the podcast has been like a playground. You can do anything you want with it. Like you can build it as a community. You can take it down to try and go get a deal off the back of it. You can have your own business attached to things, whatever you want from a podcast which I think don't think a lot of people really understand but we've tried around and played with heaps of stuff like the length of episodes number of guests we release whether it's just us mm. and it's been like I think the thing that's helped us get traction was we just did so much we started from a base where no one knew who we are what we did and it started mainly off LinkedIn as our main social platform oh, LinkedIn. that wow. we use we're very self aware I think you know what I mean yeah. we're very like well, we're rubbing sticks together here no one knows who we are no <laughs> yeah. one cares we've got to make people care about what we're doing so how do we do and it and that was that's, different too like LinkedIn that's one for us. platform I have not even thought of is LinkedIn oh, that's man. Our number we one. live on LinkedIn that's our number one thing Like we yeah. didn't even have Instagram when we launched I think we just had it as like if someone was on Instagram they knew but that our we... primary platform is LinkedIn yeah. so you attribute a lot of growth to LinkedIn 
I'd oh, say just being visible, hundred percent, hundred percent of it. Yeah. Oh, well, just Nine initially, percent. yeah, that was just uh, we were like hitting LinkedIn up as well. We were just like, we should be salespeople. Yeah, yeah. No, like this is sponsor us. What are you doing? We're going around doing a bunch of lunch and learns, just peppering about but, LinkedIn. But that yeah. is cool. We've actually said that for we're on a campaign to say they should have sponsored us, and this year we've actually done a couple of campaines with, yeah. with LinkedIn and, oh, and wow. work with them. So it's been. Yeah. For us, it's a platform that we think is super underutilized, say, especially if you're doing businessy type stuff. Yeah, because we just think people who use that platform are either smart, switched on, and or yeah. they care about their career enough to have that platform. And yeah. it's hard to like, we're not we're not really dad bod sort of thing like dancing <laughs> on TikTok yourself, and stuff. I'm you know, ripped. it's not for us. I'm really ripped, so yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, watch your TikTok channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's another thing we always thought about. Like, we need to launch a TikTok and stuff, and like even with videos, with we, we started doing some videos with the pod, and then we we're like just didn't really feel like us. So we, we test a lot of stuff out. And I think the background that Rob has around like productivity and you speak on that agile sort of stuff. Cause I think that is the main influence in why we do or how we do things, you know? Yeah. And I can tell you, we were frothing after 10,000 downloads. So congratulations on you. I think it's half a million plus now. Was it more now? I think it's around that. Yeah. 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 So That's just first question. So beyond LinkedIn and blood sweat and tears and hard work and sacrifice like any other secrets to just getting serious downloads and oh, i'm gonna say podcast building the community is like a lot of people don't uh, underestimate like in old ways before the internet you do like mail drops you go in like knock mm. on the door and say hi i'm such and such lock did that for three years on linkedin he talked to people he'd have conversations like you'd be on like a MSN or a chat roulette talking to friends or whatever. He would do that for two and a half years straight. That was more video, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Locke was always nude in chat roulette. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, but, oh, chat roulette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't knock on the door. <laughs> but that was, I think we did a lot of, we, like we both did, but yeah, Locke yeah. was the main driver of building community by going out and talking to people. But I think it's chemistry. Open. I think it's chemistry too. Like you can do all the right things, but if you lead someone to something shit, then they're not going to stick around. They might see it once, but... I think our thing is like the stickability and stuff. So I just, it's always a constant battle though. You know what I mean? Like the longer you do it, you're in the game, longer there's different battles, you know, you want to keep putting out banging pods. So it's like the pressure and stress is kind of always there. We never feel like comfortable, you know? We've done yeah. over 200 and what, over 230 guest episodes yeah. now in that sort of time frame. So for us, like doing, working in business and starting our own things and then now having experienced lots of conversations and met heaps of people, it's 100% changed our life. Yeah. But it's not really in the way... It's changed your life, but I couldn't imagine like the ups and downs and the ways... Oh, the, yeah, the path yeah. that's got to see in the last three years. It's not crazy. easy. It's not easy. It's been no. crazy. But cool. Well, it's, it's not like you get those opportunities every day of the week, you know? Yeah. Well, that's probably been a difference between you guys and us. Uh, we had a 12-month break because we were spent like... And we were only doing one a week. We were doing one a week and we were But it's the organising, it's everything. Editing podcasts and booking guests. So Mm. doing five a week, I don't know how you did it. It made it easy because we were living together and stuff. And like, like, I've never worked with them. We weren't living at the time, but I'm saying we did. So we know each other. And like a lot of people, when they're starting stuff, they might start it with people who they don't have that. That's why I think chemistry is so important with everything. Because me and you so real you know what I mean and like any time of the day any time if, of the if night if Matilda's screaming it hasn't slept and stuff and I'm going like fuck off bro I'm not recording the pod now let's change it or move it yep I say it exactly like that we yeah. change it and move it it's not like hey I might yeah. be late for this yeah. and you know it's like <laughs> fuck off like, but like you know? <laughs> but you work heavily in like team culture at organisational level and that type of like casual approach or that what you know what I mean like just you're you're expert in that well, space I think people are especially when you work now with everyone like we in the tech space, a lot of people are working from home or working remotely. So it's like that human element of what they do in their life and what they do for work is sort of merged and blurred lines about how they do it. Yeah. So for us having, I think, doing stuff with people who understand, yeah. you got to you got to show people your real, your, who you are and what you do. Otherwise, you don't know who you're kind of conversing with. Do you? Yeah, yeah, and or how to even be a better teammate or look after the people you're doing yeah. stuff with because there's pretty fucked at the moment you know yeah element of real you know what i mean you just want to keep it real it makes things easier yeah and so yeah. over half a million downloads now so a very successful podcast how did you come up with your niche it seems you guys are just really super passionate about technology startups how did you was that deliberate from the start or you just kind of fell into that space oh i reckon it was a bit of fell into it because we're a little bit different we're the same but a bit different i i like music and like the artsy type of stuff. You do appreciate music and art and stuff, but not like I'm a bit of a nuffy where you're 
very sporty, very a little bit different. Like goes to the, he gets the face paint when he goes to see his favorite bands. Yeah, I love all that sort of stuff. But like just education wise and stuff as well. We're like yin and yang. Like you went, you went through the traditional school pathways and stuff like that. And so business and always sort of would have interested you, didn't it? Yeah, I was like yeah. for me, my background straight out of school. I I played professional footy, so got drafted to Richmond, spent a couple of years on their list, what? Uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, not like again like growing up as a kid all I wanted to do was play sports made it there wasn't really exactly what I thought a week before I turned 20 I'm out the door held on a little bit to try and find another could I get back in the system but I'm very like I'm I'm a realist I'm one, five foot nothing I was the tiniest shortest lightest person in the AFL didn't tackle didn't tackle <laughs> no defensive pressure I, mean, I really like kicking goals but again I, I, went, up. I went back and I went to uh, study went on to do a degree and just thought fuck I'm going to get a job here I'm, I'm more yeah. likely to not get back in than, than get in and yeah. wanted to I got a lot of friends who you know like they try and hang on to that sports dream if they're on the cusp of stuff and yeah. they might end up the other end where they've got no money they've got no degree no piece of paper mm. no career path and I was very very wary of that so my pathway into the world of tech was very different it just I sort of found myself through a a pathway program, someone gave us a chance, couldn't get a job, applied for so many things, everyone was like crossing footy off my CV and that, like, why would you... JJ's, they said no way. Couldn't get a job at JJ's, really? bro, yeah. fucking t-shirts. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it was it was pretty... You worked at EB Games, selling my video first games. Job, my first job doing? after playing professional sports, I, I worked at EB Games selling video games wow. at, at High Point Shopping Centre and... Uh, Knife Point. And yeah. Knife Point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. was, which is a good. I liked it. I like video games, so it was. But then you got like weird. the AFLPA, the email, and and getting into agile and stuff that just changed. Yeah, so I, I, one of these blokes started who ran a consultancy, started a pathways programs for ex AFL players, whatever. And I was still on the email thread and from the players association. They sent through emails like, "Oh, I want to do a six week personal trainers course." And that it was like, no, you know, like not for you, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this one sentence that said, do you want to get into management consulting? And I was yeah. like... Sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I called him and said, hey, mate, I don't know if I care for your program. Yeah, I don't know if I care for your program. I've been in the league for like six, seven years. And I was like, I know you're looking for like a name or someone to yeah. actually hold the program up. They paired was, you with Dan Harris, though. Yeah, they paired me with Dan yeah. Harris, who is a legend. Still was caught up with him last week, actually. But um, is it? Did he write the uh, the startup book, The Seven Days Time? No, nah, Dan Harris, who played, he was... Yeah. Uh, North Melbourne and then played up at Gold Coast when he was yeah, one of the okay. first players up there. Handsome man. And, um, yeah. Yeah, they, he just gave me a chance and I, I fell into this sort of space. And Locke... Our first guest is Nick Pulse, the guy who actually... Got me my job and helped so me. So that's oh, how the Funny Business so. Podcast started kind of thing. And then right. people were just... Because like, I think he's an undercover rock star, underground rock star, you know what I mean? Because as our first guest episode, we had lots of people reach out. And I think that was like the, the thing of like catching fire a little bit. It was like, oh, they appreciate they're spotlighting someone who... Not necessarily might get it all the time, but it's doing awesome shit. I'm sure you guys yeah. feel the same way about having a pod. Like you have that opportunity to, you get to pick who you get to come yeah. on and talk to you, yeah. talk on your show, and you get to find interesting people that you think will provide value for others who are interested in listening. And we we sort of try and do the same. Like our tag, it. our tag. Remember our first tagline for it, our. It was uh, ugly. It was ugly. Uh, what <laughs> was a podcast it? for corporate misfits, two corporate misfits navigating their way through business and life. So that yeah. was the premises of the. First initial sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the corporate thing doesn't really fit anymore? It didn't fit me because I work recruitment and that's not corporate at all, really. There's just yeah. ping pong tables and it's just fun, you know? But like, yeah. that was my first uh, entry into tech, I suppose, like recruitment. Yeah. Before that, I was managing bars and cafes and stuff. So, and yeah. I'd done the corporate thing. Like, I'd worked yeah. for a lot of the big four okay. banks and Telstra and all those sort of been in there as an external coming in and doing technology projects sort of work in there. and so you got through eventually, like you got there. Yeah. So you're quite successful in the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd spent maybe probably since then, I've probably spent the last like seven, eight years now working more in like digital transformations and projects. So All right. Still yeah. do that. That's sort of where we build our consultancy on the side in that space, helping people yeah. with uh, stuff at that scale up. So like, I know company size 50 to I know a thousand staff would be yeah. where we spend a lot of our time. And just like getting drafted for Richmond, obviously a big deal. Jess nearly fell over when you said that because she's a dedicated Richmond supporter. Oh, yeah. But I do remember there's a photo of you and Dustin Martin sitting next to each other. Uh, it was on Instagram or something a couple of years ago. I um, posted it on, yeah. Did you? Yeah, he didn't know. He doesn't really I thought that was Photoshop. Yeah. So that, that was the real deal. You were drafted to Richmond. What yeah, my, I was a, uh, in the rookie draft. My rookie first, draft. first, Their first pick in the rookie draft, Richmond's first pick. And... Um, that was the first year. So in Hardwick's first year with Dusty and all the core group that went on to win all the flags, 
that were uh, the year that I started. So wow. two years oh, with those, wow. those cool. So you played senior games or? I got three senior games. Three senior games? Yeah. At the G, the G, big crowds. First game I got to play on the G, yeah. Kicked a goal in the first game. Ah, wow. Right. My dad, cool. which is pretty cool. Tell me about John McDonald, though. Call him out. Joel McDonald. Yeah. We played against Melbourne. I, yeah. I, played, I played a ride against Melbourne. Melbourne was probably my best game. I kicked a few points and I still look today and a few people kicked him on the goal line. You know, like people marked my shots. Me, stole yeah. a goal. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I say they ripped up my contract. You know? oh, <laughs> wow. it was, it's one of those things, like I think playing sport, being my height, like you're not really... AFL's changed, hasn't it? It's a lot easier now for smaller players to get... Yeah. Then, that was 2010, 2011. So it was like, I think I was in the cusp of the crossover between mm. old school, like, footy's got to be hard and yeah. thing, and I now do new ways of working at things, helping people understand yeah. next-generation people coming through, like emotional intelligence and all these sort of things, which yeah. footy, footy nuffy culture people, they don't yeah. have that. Yeah. 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 Well, you only have to look at the current crop of Geelong players, like Close and uh, Grind... Yeah. Quite small guys. I like Bradley Close. You That's like his that? favourite player. He... He's got an actual man crush on him. Like, just... Every time he plays well, he goes, I kicked two today. He actually, he think you're him. I wish I was Bradley Yeah, <laughs> Big fan of the Geelong Cats though. Like, uh, Mark Worthington, he does an amazing job. Uh, he's an off-field sort of coach there, development coach. And he was my old teacher. We actually had him on the pod. So oh, yeah. there's a lot of good work with the players there. I'm a huge Geelong supporter, so... Oh, really? Lucky, lucky enough to go to the grand final this year, too. Oh, so, no, best no. grand final ever for Geelong supporters, but the absolute worst for everyone else. We, had, we watched it at my joint. It was like... Mm. I liked it because I'm, I'm on the Cats bandwagon. Yeah, he's changed hands now. He used to be Essendon, then didn't watch footy for a bit, and now... <laughs> gave up on footy. I gave up on footy for a bit, yeah. Well, that's big. So, that was kind of your first big challenge as a young adult, overcoming that. Oh, I didn't really... Phase you that much? Like you had no, bigger plans a, anyway? No, it was pretty I th- it was pretty rough. I don't think I expected how much like the system like chews you up and spits you out. It is a proper like dog eat dog. And, and especially going through I was lucky enough that I was in all the pathway programs. I'd been part of the system. Mm. Like I was at Quarter Cannons, we won the flag, I played in the national champs, Vic Metro, I got to go to draft camp up in Canberra and all that sort of stuff. So like it wasn't a shock for me to get picked. I was expected. I expected myself to make that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the chop, it, it was not like it's not like anything really keeps happening. Like your phone's not keeps ringing. The, the interest mm. and the, the the people have in you and what was going on. So I attached a lot of my personal self worth to it's me to Robbie as the athlete or Rob as the footy player. And I found that transition hard. But uh, had a pretty bad knee injury about what else? About twenty five. So that was like, we were living together at the Lucky time. Lucky you had me there, honestly. You had the bell out and I was just at his beck and cold. You know, you really? want a toasty, Rob? No worries, Robert. <laughs> that was playing like foot rub. Foot rub, whatever At the time, like I just, I, the season before I'd played up in Darwin and, and, and was still sort of like hanging on to the dream I'd go back and do something. But did my knee so bad that I haven't played sport again since and that was like seven years ago. So okay. I got to have that, I guess I've got to have a new, with the pod, a second chance at doing something different and... I now with the idea of that sport door very much closed because can't run out of sight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, but you're back now. You're you're exercising and you're getting on that path again. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. my best to do so. But again, yeah. it's just a challenge. I think that you find a lot of past athletes struggle with that mental health aspect of yeah. moving on and finding things that they have a purpose in. And mm-hmm. for me, I definitely was in that void. And we've tried different businesses. And I think the pod's been probably one of the only things that's been that catalyst that. Hey, you've got something that people are interested in, and yeah. it's and we're providing just being a us. mini. Or, we're yeah, being it's, us. Just, it's yeah. authentic. You know, we just tell the truth, and yeah. what's and all. It's been it hasn't been easy to get to this point, and like you said, pumping out episodes and doing it, and like but then that's straight. the rhythm, though. You know, that was our new normal, and then people were like, oh, how do you kind of do it? And then like standing back, I'm like, oh, I've got so much free time now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but, but in that moment, I was like, this is what we just need to do to get get it done. You know, yeah. and we were yeah. head down, bum up. We didn't yeah. even really commit to go for a year or something. We just said, fucking We never go to an end date. We yeah. just started. Yeah, and like I think when you get like positive feedback, we love a bit of positive feedback. <laughs> so I think you need that. You know, you need that confidence. So for us, like getting that reinforcement and then going, shit, there's a bit of responsibility here and Actually, we're doing this, you know. One thing we wanted to talk about was feedback because we get feedback, we get iTunes reviews, reviews and all that sort of thing and it's great. We get emails, but we don't get enough, we feel. We don't get enough engagement with our community. So mm. any tips for podcasters that just want to get a bit more feedback, get people involved? Oh, I just think it's think think about the, the person. Like a lot of the stuff, like hot or not, like 
that's our funnest episode for the week, I reckon, just because it's community involvement. We were like, how, what's another way that we can get people involved? And getting creative is the fun part. It's the stressful part and stuff, but that's the difference. You know, everyone's got the same, like podcasts, there's so many different podcasts. So what do you do to stand out and capture attention? You know, like they're the sort of things that we're, in our head, we know all this, but we don't want it to be so clickbait. You know, it's, it's balancing all that sort of stuff out. So the more you know, it actually like paralyzes you a little bit because there's yeah, so, so many different things, you know. Yeah. But like finding your groove and I just think like it's just the way we do it. Everyone's got their own sort of different ways and versions, but everyone will tell you a different story. They'll package it up a different way and go, this is, I swear by this, this is how you do it. But yeah. I think you just got to read the people. Like chemistry, I, I just keep thinking it's back to the people who you're doing and, it with. And, and providing that opportunity too. So we do the Hot or Not segment that Locke's talking about. For those who don't know what it is, every Friday, or it used to be Friday now, it's Thursdays, we drop an episode which is we just say whether things are hot or not. And all our topics are sent in by our podcast community. So we ah, just... So that's where you... We, do, Instagram. A, we do an Instagram oh, poll yeah. and we say, hey, drop in your Hot or Not suggestions and people yeah. just send in all their suggestions. We've done... Then we live, shout them out in the pod. Yeah, we shout them out. We've done live, Q&A, live Q&As. We've mm. done Ask Us Anythings. We've done mm. Tell Us About Your Shit Work questions. We've, yeah. we've, mm. done, we've tried heaps of different segments mm. that we've tried to inject. Like, Help Me Hicker. Help Me Hicker, which yeah. was like a digital strategy work stuff where sending sending right. work problems and we'll yep. talk about them. Like if they want to remain anonymous, like I'm thinking about making the leap or stuff like that. You know? so you're, and, you're basically just putting it out there saying... Mm. Uh, Ask us questions, basically. Yeah. And we'll yeah. answer them on the Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. The background, his background around Agile and like seeing, like looking at the feedback and going, yes, yes, yes. A lot of it is doing what, like listening to the feedback and shaping it, but you still sort of got to give people something new and different that they're not expecting. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it can get a bit stale when all you do is listen, listen to that. You know, because yeah. if we listen to everyone, when we first started the pod, people were like, oh, you can't swear. That's what, and we were like, imagine if we did. Like listen, listen to, to that, you know. So you got yeah. It's important to shift away from shit that you don't really that yeah. doesn't fit. You know, you yeah. got to be sort of strong in that. So that's everyone's like, got an opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just do you. you so know, start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for that. Having run a small business now since what May this year with Stonker, like everyone has an opinion about what you should be selling in your shop, your opening hours, everything. So yeah, it's a, yeah. Hey, it's can just, can we go into like your decision to? To, to buy into this and do this I feel like this is unreal we do a switch over I like that <laughs> you, you tell that story Jess because uh, well I was walking past uh, so we're in Baines Crescent and there was a shop uh, like co-working space uh, the workers hut across mm. the road and so I finished work was walking past and saw it was for sale I was six months pregnant at the time and just like what am I going to do next year with the baby and then I text the link to Ben and I said, look at this. He didn't even reply. Like just like you are dreaming. Left it. And I was then... working on copywriting and content for banking and insurance. I'm mm. like, didn't even have the headspace for it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I saw it was for sale again, October. So this was May and then October again, it was still for sale. Weather's warming up. It was a really sunny day. Sent it to Ben again. I was like, look, it's still for sale. And you must've been having a shit day at work and you like looked it up. And got the number. You take over. Uh, I just had an initial sort of peruse, and then uh, we were getting married in December. And I said, if it's still for sale after Christmas, we'll have a good look at it. But yeah. until then, don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And then I just kept walking past, walking past, and it's still for sale. And then anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's just a really cool business. Like I've worked on boats. Uh, you've worked in social media, adventure sports love surfing and we just needed something like that was our own just to yeah something creative, fun interesting because I've always kind of worked for myself or um my parents or actually on boats that was really strict so you had to be be somewhere at a certain time be told what to wear what to eat rah, rah, rah. so when um I got out of that sort of industry I really wanted to just do what I wanted to do so yeah and then, yeah, it was still for sale after Christmas. So I called the business broker that was selling it in Torquay. I said, mate, can I just have a look at the financials? I just I just want to have a look. Just want to see if they add up, you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, see what the revenue is per annum. And it's a 22-year-old business since been generating solid cash flow every year since. So it all kind of started to stack up. Then the broker wouldn't let me go without a coffee meeting and ended up having a coffee with him and then... One thing led to the other, and we made a bid, and then the bid wasn't accepted. We made another bid, and it's kind of a bidding war for a couple of months back and forward with lawyers and 
whatnot. So eventually settled May 22 this year. So yeah. the Surf Coast Creators podcast now brought to you by Stonka in Torquay, <laughs> which is great. So. This place, this it's a special area, like we were saying off here, like just getting a coffee, just walking up and down the streets. Like there's so many cool businesses around, you know, you've got the Patagonia head office, you've got all the surf shops there, yeah. head office and stuff. It's just... Such and a rich heritage, history. yeah, heritage yeah. here in Torquay. Like, we always yeah. say like brands are built here in Torquay, and like it's it's a, a, an area that bats above its 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 weight yeah. class. You know, people go and do things on these major global stages. Like, where did that start? Oh, it started there. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we're just looking out the window now. We can see the, the head office of Rip Curl. So yeah. it's insane. It's been going fifty years now, more. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome area. We kind of work off that as well. And I just found out that you guys were here, so... Mm. I actually live around the corner, so I could probably walk home, which is... Yeah. I love this little pocket, honestly. I'm a metro cat, so I grew up in, like, Broadmeadows, Jakarta, moved okay. to, like, Essendon, Flemington area and stuff, and now here, and I just love it. I just yeah. love it. It's just awesome. Like, I just think being able to, like, especially during COVID and stuff, like, we, we say it all the time, like, going to the beach and even just looking at the ocean... Yeah. Like, if I was a phone, my batteries would be recharged. So, if, yeah. if you do live in the yeah. surf coast and you see <laughs> someone walking with their headphones on really, really quickly... What, People like, have said that. I don't know, yeah. He's very rude. He puts his headphones on. He listens to his music full blast. Speed yeah. Walk. yeah. <laughs> and he walks... It's normally our podcast, you know what I mean? I'm very self-indulgent. I love this. <laughs> you know, laughing at over my Over and over again. That's a lot, yeah. That's what I do, yeah. <laughs> And just a bit more about your background, Locke. So, yeah. we didn't kind of go into detail there, but... So, you... Boy from Melbourne, how did you end up on the surf coast? Uh, yeah, so my Mrs. Tal's got a job down here. She's working at Oslo um, property down here. So, uh, And I was working remotely because of COVID and stuff. So we were just like, why not? We actually, because you moved down before COVID, you were making the commute like Jan. We, you moved down in Jan, didn't you? Yeah, so we, my, my wife and I planned to move for a few years once she finished her degree. She went back as a mature age student to do teaching. Um, and we moved down, got married, started 2020. Jan, we down in Jan, married in Feb, what, lockdown in March? Is that oh, how wow. it worked? Yeah. And then, we, and then yeah. you took us on a little tour and we were like, done the first bit of lockdown in Essendon or whatever and then we were just like, let's just do it. And we just moved down here. And, and just did it. The best and they lived around the corner and that's how we did the pod. We were like, because if yeah. I didn't do it, I don't think we would have been able to do it. Oh, it would have been so it. hard. We lived yeah. around the corner, literally. 30 seconds. Up. We lived Bang. Yeah. Go to the beach, record a couple of pods, bang it out. But like, we were kind of lucky yeah, that way, yeah. So definite chemistry between the both of you. How did you meet initially? You were mates from... You know what? Yeah, so we got a lot of mutual friends. Like uh, Our best mates are all friends. So uh, I went to Cedar, Cricket Victoria, and met a bunch of people he went to school with, become best friends with them. He was off doing his footy thing. I didn't know you that back then. They didn't really talk about you much, which is a bit sad. So it's harsh. <laughs> but I actually, um, now that I think about it, but I... I actually watched, I remember watching a game, a Richmond game in my parents' bedroom and you playing. I was like, who's this little 50 kilo dripping wet little weasel on the, <laughs> on the G? And it was him, so... And he snagged one from the... Yeah, yeah. So, and then I, um, I, I was living in Canada for a bit, for about a year there, working at Kicking Horse Mountain as a lifty, come back, and then we moved out together. And then, yeah, that, and then we started Obi and Co and done all that we became, stuff. We became friends pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, we're like, very lonely. I feel like we were searching for that connection, you know what I mean? You needed a friend. He needed a friend, I needed a friend, but... I think it's funny because we're a bit different, but we're the same. You know what I mean? Like you always say, like when you first met me, I was a bit out of control. I wore like leopard pants and stuff. And <laughs> out of control. Out of control. Yeah, and it was good because he was a bit Did you really wear leopard pants? Yeah, I was pretty... And a trench coat. Yeah, uh, yeah, in winter, not in summer. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. But we just sort of clicked immediately and like all our friends, we're pretty lucky. Our friendship group is really tight. Good people doing cool things and we're just there to, we're supporting each other. I think a lot of it is down to support, like... Yeah. When it, at the end of the day, you know, we're very lucky. We've got so many cool people that look out for us and always think about us. So it's not easy doing things or making stuff happen or having a crack or putting yourself out there. So anyone who's in that tight circle, if you can show them that support, you're real. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of your networks, your personal networks, uh, like pre the podcast and now, is mm. it like ten times bigger or? Oh. Yeah, we know so. Oh, uh, like that's what we saw. Like there was one standout moment actually. Your what are your best mates? Hachi, um, we were down at the beach and we, there was like a family day there and I overheard a conversation, it was about like net, networking and stuff and like, this guy's like 50, 60 years old and like, we got a podcast and we're doing this for like 10, 20 years or whatever, we're going to meet everyone, so no one can stop us from doing it, so we're like, let's just do it, you know, yeah. and then we were just like, mate, like just connecting with people, I think that's our favourite thing to do when we meet 
when we meet people and you know when you just have that chemistry and that connection there's nothing yeah. better so we're just like addicted to that I think yeah. it's not all and again like you can tell the difference between like we try and if we're doing a pod or meeting people you try and be present and you give them that time and it's not like we haven't had guests who come on and we now understand now that the bigger our platform gets that sometimes it's, things will be a bit more transactional Yeah, but we want to steer clear away from that try and keep core to what we do we come on the pod it's more yeah. than just a pod it's helping all the people get access to this information like we feel lucky that we're a seat at the table, right. you know, like we shouldn't yeah. be, ha- we feel like, how the fuck do we end up having some of these conversations with these people? Yeah. Well, it's not like we had access to that information growing up. So how can we give access to the, some of the people that would love to know these type of people? So we ask questions that poke yeah, yeah. and and hopefully they overshare. Well, a lot of it's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why do you, do? It's, it's a lot of you can, tactics and stuff. If you want to look at strategies, there's so many good pods and information out there, but like, why people do things and stuff and who supports them I think is important too you know we try yeah. shine that light a little bit I love that right question too so just why do you get out of bed basically and a lot of creatives it's just a fascinating answer sometimes so it's very rarely money that's for sure so yeah actually uh, Rob you just mentioned transactional relationships so podcasts are notoriously hard to monetize so funny business does it generate revenue is it a business What's your focus moving forward? I reckon this is a... This like is three questions in one. Yeah, yeah, so Funny Business does generate revenue. So we make money. You can Anyone can monetize a pod in lots of different ways. It's just I think what we've really tried to do is we didn't try to monetize it too early. Uh, I think it's if you do, you put that paywall up from people that if it's like a support aspect, like hey, buy some merch or whatever, that's sick. That people want to support you, that's a nice. But if you start like premium content or communities mm. private communities behind paywalls or private mentoring groups or things that you might think is it you want to make sure the party's full before there's people outside you know? <laughs> yeah. good analogy yeah. and i think that like well, for us we had because we had our consulting company off the back of our pod we used our podcast as, as our marketing tool to build our, our awareness we didn't do any paid traffic for our business but we're able to scale it and, and generate a seven-figure business off the back of uh the podcast. Yep. So for Seven us... Seven figures. Yeah, well, it yeah. was. And that was our, our first the business that's not uh, not the same as it was this time <laughs> last year. We had a, a business partner leave and, and things changed. We scaled back on our staff now. But again, that's all by us design, pulling back the things that we really want to do. I think this Learning year... steroids. This year, like yeah. running a business, scale, never running a business before. And then all of a sudden now we've got staff and we're doing five episodes a week, become a new dad just juggling madness of COVID and all that sort of stuff. I think for us now, we're, we're really looking to try and reset for 2023 and, and build build our business differently. And yep. I think that's the cool thing for people who want to start any sort of online business is now there's sort of no rules. You can do it yeah. any way that you want. And I think that... You should do it that way. If you're doing it the way everyone else is doing yeah. it, that yeah. is so fucking boring. But sometimes like, when things are growing, it's like you're, you're just trying to corral like the moving, you know, the, the wheels yeah. spinning and you're trying to corral it in a direction. And I think we're just trying to do it now. Like we're driven by, we want to have a nice secure life, yes, but we want to have uh, more time. You know, like I want to go surfing, I want to spend time making sandcastles on the beach and... We want to be happy. It's not about... And interactions and, and when we create these environments, we want it to be fun. Like, honestly, like a lot of this stuff is so fucking hard. And we're just like, how do we make this fun? We got That's yeah. the number one rule of like, got to keep the, the spirits high because you get knocked back down. You keep getting knocked down and it's always going to happen. You know, so it's like you got to enjoy the whole thing. And I think us putting steps in place like that has really changed the game. Like Because yeah. you can just spiral out of control. We've had times where we're like this is crazy you yeah, know yeah. like you're standing in quicksand yeah, and you're like fuck this is a time bomb and you again know? like now that with changes we don't have the the pace of what we were trying to do and what we were building like we were we were going balls to the wall to try and build a crazy big startup like a big consulting firm where our goal was to have 100 staff in within 3 to 5 years uh-huh. uh, not what we're not even going to do that anymore we're not going to have no, any staff like but that. it's just again things change that's the nature of doing startups but how you, I know it's a long-winded answer to the, what can you do for a podcast, but the answer is you can do anything you fucking want. Yeah. It's about figuring out what is it that you actually want to do yeah. and how can you use it as more as a vehicle versus the one and be all and all. Yeah, yeah, what is success? You know, if you're going, oh, I didn't get the numbers today and stuff like that, it's like yeah. you can't be that. you got to – why are you even doing it? You know, we're, we're like we – don't, we don't get the – like 
we see ourselves as like half a mil, like fuck, that's that's not good. You know what I mean? Like we want to be up on the, <laughs> we want to be up on the thing. That's how we see it. Yeah. Because if you want to make my proper money on on pods, it only goes to the top top percent. Yeah, you know, like the, the easy, easy, the real easy, the real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Millions of downloads. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they come off Love Island and they've got their tits out and they're all the yeah. thing, and they get signed straight to a new deal, and that's, yeah, that's fine. Just, they're siphoning the audience from the TV. On Love Island. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's become an influencer on Instagram. So well, again, that's, that's not that's, not knocking. It's a pathway. Uh, it's a real pathway that happens. But yeah. again, there's only for the podcasting question. If you hit those markers that help then people from can, the ad, from yeah. ad revenue, it's very difficult. If you're trying to create like a niche yeah. community driven pod yeah. to ever have a business that relies on advertisement, I think that's the okay. wrong model. Well, that's good to hear because. We were getting towards 10,000 downloads, and I'm like, I, was, I must admit, I was obsessed with the downloads initially. Like, the first time we launched the podcast, just like, downloads, downloads, downloads. But now, I barely check. And we actually switched to the ACAST platform, because they don't have an app or anything. They're yeah. just a really good... I know you guys are on the ACAST network as well, aren't you? So, I think I actually switched across, because you guys were on there. It there sounded like a really good platform, because I listened to a lot of your podcasts. And I'm Ricky for listening. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Henrik, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's, so it's it's difficult to log in, and well, it's not difficult, but it's well, there's of, pro, there's barriers too. It's not it's as an extra easy step as to log in, yeah, and yeah. check downloads, and all that. So yeah. now I don't even look, mm. and I must say, just enjoying the podcast a lot more. Just is because, that why? Because yeah, like, whoever we were with the last one, you were constantly refreshing. Oh, they had an app, and I was just refreshing yeah. every hour. Yeah, like, especially when we launch an episode. But they're like, it can be good. I think like you got to look at like you you like. He was. I didn't look at the numbers for about a year. I don't reckon you looked at all the I looked time. Every day, every day. You looked every day. day, and I was just like, as long as the stuff's awesome, that's all I care about. Let's go by trends, and it's hard because again, we put content out, and we try and make it as evergreen as possible. So besides our news episodes and shit, that's just Locke and I talking. If people go back to a guest, hopefully they can take something out of it, whether they listen to it the day it comes out, a week after it, or a year later, or now three years after the time. It's just, mm. it's just a conversation that lives and breathes, and it's there. Mm. So for us, and things having, change. Things, things change. Yeah, you like, know, like certain things change over the time. So that's why we get certain people back on again. Yeah, you know? we like you have to know how the numbers and stuff are working. But again, it's not mm. the be all end all. You have to really know. Like for you guys, like you got this amazing storefront now. Yeah. you can build this community. You're, you're ingrained into mm. like the heart of surf culture here in Torquay. Yep. Using a podcast to amplify interesting people on the surf coast around this area. Fucking mm. fantastic. What does it matter if it has a million exactly. downloads or not? It doesn't you know, matter. It doesn't matter. If yeah. Bob down the road gets his coffee from here, comes in and wants to buy a board because he likes his pod and knows you're here. Yeah. And the it podcast has done the job. Lives. You know, he, someone gets a gift like that and they go, fuck, I do that every day for my mental health and that's just stop me from feeling shit. Like, yeah. it's awesome, you know? Actually, that's what kept us going in early days. We'd mm. get little snippets on email just saying... Yeah, one a lady was on the way to her grandfather's funeral and she uh, wrote an email saying, I was having a really flat day, feeling really down. I listened to your episode. I can't remember who with, but said, I listened to it, loved it. I'm from the Surf Coast and just brought back all these childhood memories. She now lives in Melbourne and she just loved it. And she mm. sent us an email and said, thank you so much. And that just kept us going for another 20 episodes. Mm. That's the magic. You know, that's the thing that that, that, that type of feedback, that's why you mm. do it. Yeah. It's a it's a good reminder to actually. Lock crimson out puts on his roof at night. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to his mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually mind that you mentioned reviews earlier and stuff about like we we'd actually have a few three star reviews and we got a bone to pick with three star people. Like, why are you leaving three stars? Yeah. We got a one star. It? I couldn't believe it. I thought, yeah, what happened? There? This is it's like true. voluntary, and yeah. we pour our heart and soul into this, and someone gave us a one star yeah. and no comment. At least yeah. put a comment. Oh, we've had one stars. Yeah, we've had the, like at the start, I was like taking it personally. I'm like, they don't like me, you know. But yeah. I mean, like that could be the person who said, "Stop swearing," you know. <laughs> yeah, you're going, well, you're not. Well, that's me, you know. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a couple of little one stars in there because then it makes it all genuine. Hundred so. percent. Like we actually amplify our shit stuff. So yeah. we print out our three star reviews. We print out our um, one star reviews. Like we post it on socials and stuff. We're actually gonna make a t-shirt of a of the three star review we got. <laughs> Someone bagged it because of our beanies. They're not much depth through our convo. They're so funny. They're not even... They've got no idea about business. They're not even funny. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, so few... we spent hours on that just trying to find out who that was. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll hunt you down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not honestly... That sort of stuff, it does sort of enter your head for a mm. little bit. And I know lots of people try and 
shut that out. But I try to see the funny side of it now and yeah. just like, it's hard not full, to, like, you know. You can yeah. push yourself out there and you're in a public That's what you do, yeah. You put yourself yeah. on the chopping block, you know. Yeah. Well, good authors, good book authors say the best thing that can ever happen to a book is a negative review by someone really prominent. Sales actually sales go through the roof because yep. people are like, "What's he talking about?" Yeah, I want to verify this. So it's like Rotten Tomatoes. I, yeah. I, sometimes I look before I watch a series or something, and I'll look at the tomato. But some of my favorite movies are like not even certified fresh, you know. <laughs> so I'm just going. I don't really take. I'll take that with a grain of salt. You know? <laughs> so we've covered uh, your personal stories and the Funny Biz podcast in quite a bit of detail. So I'm sure we've only scratched the surface though in terms of personal histories and all the rest. So. You've had a lot of success today, and I wanted to chat about um, podcasting for small business. So I guess the big question, is it worth it? Would you encourage it? Depends who depends who it is who wants to do it. If you're someone who wants to do a podcast, do a podcast. If you're someone who's, oh, I'm not too sure, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound anxious. You know, like if you're all in, go all in. But you're gonna, you learn as it, like we listened to our first few, and we're like, this, this is shit. so shit. Yeah, you always <laughs> but get like, whatever, you know, like... It's the fear. A lot of people do have the fear, I think, of putting themselves out there and who's going to listen, who's going to care. Yeah. But I just think you just got to, it starts with like, do it with a friend, do it with people who you, you know, vibe with. It makes, like, having a do-way house. I also think that, you know, like depending on what you're actually good at and what your skills are, what you like to do. So again, like the same as like picking your social platform. Not everyone needs to do the TikTok. Not everyone needs mm. to do things. Maybe you don't really like speaking, so you, but you're really good at writing, so you start a blog. You know, like, yep. find what works for you, try a few things out, and again, if you're doing that stuff, which mainly it comes down for as a marketing tool, it's got to fit with your life because it works hard. As you guys know, you're like, if you're going to do something, take on a project or something's going to be part of the irregular schedule that is hard to do, that stresses you out, that just needs to be a job that gets done and move yeah. on, yeah. Mm-hmm. then you're... You're setting yourself up for failure. So it's not so much about a podcast. It's just choosing the medium that suits you. A blog, a podcast, social media, TikTok videos. Blog, whatever it is. Fun. Fun's fun. number one. If you're not having fun, don't do it. Well, you talk okay. about brand a lot. You know, like you yeah. say like wrestling. You know, Locke's a big wrestling nut, you know? Well, I got back into it. I bought the WWE uh, network subscription thing, 15 ah. bucks a month. So in tough times, I'm just, I don't care. I'm watching Bobby Lashley <laughs> versus Randy Orton, you know? But, uh, Bit of Hulk Hogan. I, but I see all that stuff and I like I like looking at different things and that's just how I've kind of learned for what we do. You know, there's so many different ways to make things cool. Like, kind of like Frankenstein from different things. Like They're, they're master communicators of like building brands and yeah. the, the people resonate And characters with. and stuff. You know, like mm. like just the story of like a Stone Cold or The Rock and they're, they're you know, yeah. they're the big figureheads but like there's merch that comes along with that. There's like live events, there's TV. These people are like physical actors and actresses and it's just... Yeah. It's on another level, and I just think like that's the kind of fandom, that's the kind of psycho sort of stuff you can learn from and apply to like our our thing, you know, our small business. So I learn a lot from wrestling, Watch the wrestling. music. Uh, you like a lot of stuff. You look, you like like rap and that type of stuff. I, like, I don't mind like watching like how like in like hip hop scene or like you watch. Uh, I don't mind watching some like people who do like free surfers and they do vlogs versus Action Bronson. Action you, Bronson. I like him how he goes and. They can cre- you can create anything you want. And I feel like that's the cool thing now. If you are running a small business, how do you create content or some form of comms, mean form of content or media that mm-hmm. portrays whatever it is that you're trying to do out to the world? And yeah. I think that is the creative part where it doesn't matter what it looks like for us. And for you guys, it's a podcast because it's obviously something you enjoy doing and you feel comfortable. Yeah. But for others, it's it's pretty cool to see what people come up with these days and how creative it is it's 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 an exciting space to create well like arts now like fucking code i never would have thought that you know like you can buy pieces of code and then you plug it in that's like fucking art now you know that's yeah they're they're painters now you know like crazy (laughs) like that's what's exciting i think that's what gets us out of bed when you were saying it's just always new shit everything's always changing it's not like we get stuck and go oh this is the recipe and we're gonna keep doing like everything changes all the time and i think we kind of embrace the chaos a bit and i feel like that's the kind of fun but you got to write it out a little bit you know I like it. So I haven't even looked at the um, show script yet. I'm just watching the live, um, what do you call it, transcript go through. So I was just thinking about inspiration. You kind of touched on it there with uh, WWE and WWF and uh, yourself, Rob, as well. So who else inspires you? Business, uh, podcasting as well. Is there other podcasts that you listen to? I used to listen to heaps of content. So before we started the pod, I was like massive into, I'd really like to self-learning self-development listen to heaps of pods to be honest i haven't listened to any pods since we started doing our stuff mainly because we were doing so much content not even our pods 
I haven't, haven't listened to any. No, he does. Yeah, no. Locke listens to things because I edit it, and I, I went through a stage like when we first started because it's five days. It's crazy, but now I've been going back to learning. Like I think, like one of the things that I think I should have done more was immerse myself in the community a little bit more, go to events and do different things. And I think you can learn so much by just being active, and that's yeah. what I've learned lately. It's just like going supporting other people and seeing how people do things and then applying it back to what you want to do. Mm. Yeah. So next, I guess. Kind of, we talked about inspiration. So I guess challenges. So we kind of touched on it at the start. What's been your biggest challenge running the podcast today? You talked about trolls and things and getting oh, three star reviews. That's not. That's not a challenge. That's, that's not. That's 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 funny. Uh, challenges is just like juggling life with work and just integrating everything. I think just life is hard, especially for a lot of people. You know, like tough times and young families and so many different responsibilities and just. Well, taking the leap yeah, too. Like we took the leap yeah. to do this full time when we weren't ready to do it full time. So, like, I left a really safe, good job to go into a, at that time. That funny business wasn't really super revenue generating. We started this consultancy on the side, which was going to help pay our bills. Again, um, investing everything back into the business to help it grow and have staff and all that sort of stuff. Underestimating, I guess, um, the impacts, the risk attached to doing something of that scale that sort of was growing at that pace so the challenge for us was just maintaining this beast of a, of a project or a beast of workload that we put ourselves into so this year i guess taking in more of the learnings is like like as i think i said earlier like being more intentful taking on less stuff more manageable workloads our lives are so different i don't have the same amount of time to give now with a, a, a young one at home so just doing stuff that makes sense and I think that's a fine but everyone finds it like we talk about burnout and people cooking themselves and trying to do too much stuff and yeah. definitely experience that. well shit like if we're feeling shit the pod shit yeah. you know if we're feeling yeah. stressed out and we're trying to be funny it's not or happy yeah. you can tell yeah like yeah. I can tell so people yeah. can tell so it's yeah. like that's why it's got to be you know it's a mindset As it, like, seriously you guys juggling yeah business it's crazy pod. yeah yeah <laughs> It's two yeah, o'clock, just around this, is it's two o'clock on a Monday afternoon and we're in uh, Stonker Studios. But the shop is still open, so we're kind of like one foot uh-huh. out in the front house, front of house and just waiting for a customer to walk in and interrupt things. But it's a juggling act, isn't it? That's like we could have said, hey guys, come in at 4.30, but you probably want to do dad stuff by then, so... It's just constant balance. And I think like having this and like having a sin and see, being... Because I think a lot of people wait till everything's perfect. Yeah. You know, coming and uh, taking people on a journey, like even with our space, it was like, come see it when it was shit. We never really got a pumice, but it was like, <laughs> still shit we left. But, but that's part of the story. People remember stuff like this. Yeah. So yeah. we'll remember this in like two, three years' time. Remember when we were here and like they were taking customers' calls while we, you know, yeah. like that, because that's where you are at the stage. And I feel like yeah. that's just the appreciation and support around, you know, that's what you. I put that door on at the weekend. It took me about six hours because I'm not too good on the tools. But I was just like, I've got to have the insulation done, the ceiling done, everything done. I was spewing. I didn't even have that lead for the microphone. So, but in the end, you just have to do it. Like I have recorded pods in a, with a computer in a in a laneway in the city, holding it against the computer while the wind's going. And, we, <laughs> and we're like, you know, like those entry doors where people try and bring their cable. We're like standing in front of a security entry door, like when we yeah. know we have, to have an episode to come out the next day. So like, yeah. Whatever. Good segue into the future. So those days are past or things like that still happen? Or you still get caught on the train and got to do a podcast or... You... Oh, we're a bit... Because there's less. Small it's segment. a bit easier. And like, honestly, it's about being intentful. So we're like, if we take on... Like, we used to do two guests a week, which was... Contribute a lot to our high growth. But dialing it back, it's a better pod now, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. better chats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you had guests, uh, you know, where you've been recording and it's kind of started okay and then it's just died and you're kind of sitting there trying to wrap it up, do you deliberately try and wrap it up? Like you are now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, sometimes it's hard sometimes when you don't really vibe. Like that is hard. Like we've had some some guests and there's not a lot that's really hard. It's like drawing blood from a stone sometimes and like comm style ain't right there picking up what you're putting down. Or interviews go real sort of PR. Yeah. You're trying to say the right thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of that sort of stuff. But we, yeah. when, as soon as they go down that sort of path, we try and steer it a bit away. And You'll take it away. Like, that's, a, that's an interesting... Because that's a hook in our head. When it starts to sound like the, the project or Channel 9 or something, like just a spewing off that type of stuff. You get like, it. Like people release a book or they have something, they do the rounds and they try and tell the same story on every podcast. Yeah. Or they mm-hmm. go on the thing and they're saying the exact... It's just but fine. that's like you to do uh, your 
fucking due diligence and see what people have asked them and stuff. And it's hard when you're doing five pods a week and stuff and running a business and stuff. But it's like where you put the time, that's where it shines. You know, like if you put time and effort into every, like if we spent a whole day on each guest, I guarantee it'd be the best pod they've ever done. Yeah. You know? And some people, yeah, don't have that luxury. I know Tim Ferriss puts hours and hours and hours of research into his podcast. Like, he reads books. Yeah. Entire books before he interviews a guest. It's a mind that he's so smart and switched. Like, he's just taking control of the whole thing. Doesn't he have his interns doing that? He's probably outsourced it. Yeah. Uh, Robin Locke, it's been awesome to chat. We're getting up towards an hour, so most of our episodes are sort of 40 to 60 odd minutes. So, yeah. we thank you so much for your time today. Oh, I was just going to ask about so you still do the consulting business? That's still running? Just Locke and I do yeah. a mix of client work ourselves. Yep. No, no Creative projects. So Creative the, projects, yeah. yeah. And the podcast is becoming more of a focus. There'll be a few things we're yeah. doing. Well, next yeah. year, yeah, we'll be doing lots of different touch points for the community. So, lots of fun stuff on the horizon. Any exclusives for the Surf Coast Creators podcast? Uh, well, we've got we've got a bit of a campaign that we spoke about that we were doing. Uh, our whole thing is about dreaming big. So, our whole next year is just going to be about thinking bigger. Um, and amplifying that message out there. So, yeah. we talked about some events and some other stuff. But again, like for the last three years, we've been doing pods in... Uh, for the last three years, we've been doing pods in... COVID, which has been like haven't really had a chance to get out there and meet everyone the way we'd have liked to. So I think mm. now that travel is back and you can go out and see and see some people, we might. It's about connection. You know, we started the yeah. pod because it was like we met so many amazing people. It's like if people listen to the pod, want to have access to the same type of shit. So it's like creating cool environments and not just being another event or another and more thing in real life stuff. You know, more you know. in real life. Get to yeah. see some people versus I've had enough video calls. Yeah, true. Mm. And staying in Torquay, committed to Torquay? Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I mean, I, we bought a place in Mount Dineen, so I am going somewhere. Um, <laughs> but not not uh, not moving from the Surf Coast region. You know, we love it here. That was one thing when we moved here. We kind of felt like a bit impostery because we come here and then got a bit of PR and people were calling us the Surf Coast podcast and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, we just it's sort of moved in and like, that's you know, so yeah. that was a bit, I don't want to say difficult, but that was just interesting. It's a bit weird, but again, yeah. yes. Whatever. But now it's like, this is our fucking home. Like, I love everything about Torquay. I would have taken you boys for like born and bred Torquay. In fact, I thought you were. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That goes to show that you've kind of built that chemistry and... Well, he, he you grew up on this side. Like, I, I used to stay at the caravan park all the time, but not yeah. like live here. You, oh, my, my, yeah. uh, my family has a house down in the areas and that, so I'd always, oh, yeah. uh, every spare day off, we'd be down there and be involved in the Fairhaven Surf Life Saving Club and do all that sort of stuff, so... Always thought at some point I'd be down here on the Granish Road, and yeah. Em and I decided, my wife, that we made a call, planned for ages that would come and want to start a family, and this is the life we want to have. And now, yeah. it's the home of well being, isn't it? It's the home of well being. Well being, you know. Street signs, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And, and so I just feel like it's a different type of, it's a slower life. And if you're interested in like, I don't know, different activities that recharge you, that's where it's yeah. good it's balance. A, it's, it's, a, a, it's a, it, you can integrate work and life a bit better. Yeah, you know. I think it was before the podcast you said just even looking at the water in the morning. Was it during the podcast or before? Yeah, no, like, because I, I'm, I, I like listening to music on my, I go for a daily walk an hour and I just pump through the streets. But like, even in COVID and stuff, I don't think if I was living in Melbourne, I could have got the same uh, release, I think. Just even being around, just sniffing the. We do dream and drive. So we get in the car, yeah. we go for a drive, look at the water, go check out Torquay, go Ginger, yeah. go to Bells, go Point Addis, just look at the water. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dream yeah. and drive. Dream and drive, yeah. 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 Oh, dream and drive do that tomorrow you guys get around and you guys soak it in don't you just go to the yeah, beach you love absolutely, it absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like we, we shut the doors here at 4 o'clock so yeah so it's surf time hours to really get out, yeah. we open at 10 so there's plenty of, plenty of time in the morning and afternoon yeah for water activities and that's part of our business too is being present in the water and being yeah, you have to be there you got to build yeah. face out in the water yeah, absolutely yeah. that's like business development you yeah can, yeah like hey it's work yeah. write, it, write it off have you met many people in the water like, absolutely yeah. yeah I went down to Point Danger the other day because a lot of a lot of foilers go down to Point Danger yeah just to steer clear of surfers and whatnot for safety so yeah went down the other day and I was like hey Rob hey Dave hey James, hey, you know, mm. just multiple people that I've met in the past three months just from showing up there yeah. sort of three days a week. It's an time. awesome community. Yeah. yeah, having a good time. Yeah, I like that. I, I like it too. It. Hey, if you're interested yeah. in, too in selling a house in Torquay, Talia, Hugh, hit her up on LinkedIn. I like that. Um, yeah, she'll love that. She'll love that. <laughs> Don't right. property, yeah. I was I like, property. they love it, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Quick little plug. That's awesome. That's all good. So, local business. We're always yeah, yeah. plug local businesses. Yeah. But uh, talking of plugs... 
where can we keep where can we go to keep following your story? So Rob and Rob, plus the podcast, plus social media, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a link tree. Funny business link tree. Funny business AU. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. On the Instagram, yeah. the, the the website's there. But if not, if you do have LinkedIn, very responsive on there. So yeah. it's not a platform you're familiar with, but you want to make some friends. We're always happy for new friends on there too. Yeah. And just as a parting word of advice, unless you've got any more questions, Jess. All good. Light on questions today. I know, sorry. <laughs> but uh, just, I'm going to put you both on the spot. So any parting words of advice for young entrepreneur, solopreneur, artist, photographer, you know, the creative types that tune into the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. Oh, I heard something from Corey Homicide. Everything's hard. Just choose your heart. I like that. I, that was, I don't have anything that good, so... Last <laughs> name is Homicide. Corey Homicide Williams, that's his middle name. Yeah, so he's a... It's a nickname. Oh, yeah, it's a nickname. Oh, yeah, he's not a killer. Yeah, he's a basketballer. Yeah. yeah, so he said that on our pod, and that, that was one of the good ones that really stood out, because yeah. he was always about making you remember, you know, and that's the sort of the wrestling stuff. He grabbed the camera, shook it up. This oh, yeah. is what it's about, you know what I mean? Like, stuff, stuff like that, and everything's hard. Yeah. Just choose what you want to do. That's you know? you're, you're like a poet now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just stealing other people's shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just recycle Pla- Plagiarise, plagiarise. Yeah. What do you got? Come on. If you can, dr- if you can dream it, you can do it. You I like that, I just reckon if now, if you, the way the world works and the way the, the opportunities exist in the digital platform, if you want to go out and you have interests and you're interested in whatever it is that you're interested in, you can build a life around it. So I feel like it might not be easy, but again... Like it definitely you, won't be easy. Yeah, if you want to like, if you don't have to work that shit job. You don't have to yeah. keep doing that shit thing that you don't like doing. Yeah. You can go learn new skills. You can read books. You can watch YouTubes. You can listen to pods like this. You can absorb info in a way that's like the non-traditional way. If you want to go down a uni pathway, there's still all that stuff's available. But yeah. you can go make shit happen as long as you want to do it. And it just takes time, energy, and effort and patience. Uh-huh. Do your heart. Yeah. Do the hard. Choose your heart. Choose your because yeah. everything is hard. Yeah. And just... Build on your platform, and you can basically do what you want for the digital platform. Really, that's the hard question, though, because a lot of people yeah. don't know what they want. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it's not cookie cutter pathways. Most of the stuff, if you go on somewhere good, you you got to fucking mow the lawn. You know, there's no path. <laughs> Chut, no, yeah, yeah, someone else is already there. You know, so you got to do. It's it's scary shit because you're jumping into the yep. the darkness every fucking day. But I think life would be pretty boring. Like I think back all the time. I'm like, I could easily just get a job and just. But it's like I don't want to do yeah. that. You know. Same with myself. Like, mm. could have been writing content for banking and insurance. It's a nice salary. Mm. It was cushy, but wanted to do something fun and interesting. So one life, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Only here once. But uh, I'm gonna wrap it up, Rob and Lock. So coming up to an hour. Been an awesome chat. Mm. Got so many more questions I want to ask you, but uh, I know you guys are busy. So, yeah. uh, what's the plan for the rest of the day? What are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna go for a swim. We've got our bodies on, so. I've met. I, I, I reckon I've day for it. So. Yeah, I don't really. The one thing about me, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I've only been in the water about six or seven times. He likes to look at the water, not as much in mm. the water. You should take the paddleboard. I know. That's what I think. I've never tried uh, yeah, a paddleboard. Take I've never, for a demo. Oh my yeah. god, that'd be some good content. There you go. You can <laughs> throw some stuff out. on your Instagram. You're like Jeff Bezos in uh, uh, a little bit before <laughs> he got ripped. <laughs> yeah. All the sunscreen. I'm on more like face. Elon Musk, I reckon. But yeah, like I've seen lots of people out there on the boards and stuff, and it, it looks really cool. Um, a lot of horse strength. Yeah. Foil, Kirk. Is he? Yeah. yeah, big foiler. Oh, really? Loves chatting. It's the foil is above the water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the cool fun. Magic carpet, we call it. Magic carpet. Yeah. So you get on that too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shit. Had a big session yesterday. We're gonna actually mash up a video. Yeah. My uh, blooper. Well, my is You did all right. You were up for a while. Got a minute and seven as a record up on foil. That's insane. Oh, it's crazy. Legs tired today? Uh no, not too bad. Because you can get to the point where you kind of relax. Yeah. You gotta do a bit of that bouncing, though. You gotta do the bouncing. Oh, we're behind the boat. Oh, yeah. Didn't have to do any pumping. Was that the video that I posted with the guy on the laptop sitting on the foiler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Have to give you guys a go. A demo. Oh, honestly, I'd love that. Have you seen the other ones where they? I don't know if it's on the Gold Coast where you get the jetpacks and you. Yeah. What the fuck is that? What is it? Jess's sister. What did she do that? Better mention Jess's sister here. So when we bought stock, she thought it was a jetpack business. Oh, like in and out. Of the so water what have you guys done? Like, <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? Said, no, and she's like, yeah, those things that go <laughs> like a rocket yeah, out of yeah. the water. I said, nah. No, no, no. Different type of thing. I, yeah. I wasn't there. That's <laughs> so um, you, you do all the different types of boards. So you surf. Do yeah, you body, surf is there any of your body boards? No. Nah. Nah. Oh. Don't get the book out. Don't so. get the book. You've grown up. 
I mean, I'm still, I'm still a baby. You know, I'd love to get up. Like you like all different types of boards. I don't mind riding different stuff, but I, I'd love to try a pedal board. Yeah. Well, we'll give you a demo on the way up. I like that. I like that. If you're going down the water anyway. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. Thanks so much, Robin Locke. So, congratulations on your success so far with the podcast and your consulting business and now family life. So, awesome to have you on on for a chat today. Really appreciate your time. So, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. I mean, we'll be popping in all the time now. No, I'm just around the corner. Oh, bad smell. Can't get rid of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah in our first episode inside Stockley Studios. So yeah. if you're out there, come in and check it out. Come and say good day. Yeah. We'll have to get you guys in here to record a few episodes of your podcast. So That'd be sick. Yeah, we're more than welcome to. Down for uh, sure. We'll let you go and get in the water on the sub. Thanks, boys.